KSHK.com. And Pantone and I are in unison on hating on where we were. <laughs> we both just came in today with a full of just like fist and vinegar. Like, dude, let me tell you everything that's wrong with where we work. There was about 10 minutes of Stansberry and I sitting in silence, just sitting there, and we could both feel it on feel each it. other. Not <laughs> against one another, <laughs> nope. but it's like, dude, like I can tell like we're going to get along, but we're both like ready to bend. And I don't know who poked who, but somebody poked the other one, and all of a sudden, it was just all, all right. out. I do. I poked you. <laughs> and here's why. You worked last night at that Christmas party. I did. Bar. I did. So you're on You're on very little sleep. Now, yeah. I hear you had a pretty good night last night at, yeah, you know, at that Christmas party. Right. It was right? all right. It wasn't too bad. Thank you so, for everyone that came out last didn't have to like fool Nelson anybody and like you know drag anybody out. Which, no. by the way, if you missed that story, it's in yesterday's podcast. Hilarious. Fantel was like playing Roadhouse. It was awesome. <laughs> that story was awesome. So like you worked last night, but I could tell when you came in, it's like all right, he's a little tired. Yeah. Right. It's also it is our Thursday because we're out on Friday, so it's like you know what I mean. Like we're pretty much. You know, we're we're pretty much at the end of our week. Now. You, you got to think too, dude. I mean, we're we're in the week of Christmas, so like. Honestly, it's 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 been it's been Friday for everybody for the past month for the past right. twenty days. Nobody does any work in December. It's just sitting around. Not it doing is anything, the Friday of months. Yeah. Looking at Facebook. So at this point, it's like four o'clock on Friday. So yeah. literally nothing is happening. <laughs> right. Nothing. So I just see it on you when you walk through the door. I was like, all right, well, I beat him here today. So there's that. Right. I was like, and then you know, there's also you know. So I just see it on him, and I was like, all right, if I just nudge just a little. <laughs> And I mean just a little. So I just say to him, I'm like, yo, man, I'm watching this video, but of course I work at Rock 106.9, so I can't hear it. Well, wait a minute, dude. And then he just starts going off. Well, my computer sounds like a lawnmower starting up, and I had to work last night, and this person who works here totally sucks, and I don't want to go to the Christmas party. And Fantone just went full Stansberry, and it was awesome. It was awesome. Like, sometimes, dude, I, I, you know what I got to start doing is just start turning on the mics without you knowing and just going, here, Canton, here's a little, here's a little insight to Matt Fantone. I like how we both appreciate when we see ourselves in the other one. Oh, yeah. Anytime Stansberry has like a moment of like, you know what? I'm going to calm down. I'm My not going to flip out about this. Right. <laughs> and I'm so proud of myself. And I'm like, oh, look at that. Stansberry's grown as a person. Things are happening. I start losing my mind and Stansberry's just like, sitting over there. Yes. Yes. Me, come to the dark side. Right, the plan right, is it in and let it out. <laughs> Dude, if you come over to this side, you get a cool black mask, a cape, a red lightsaber. Luke sucks. Luke sucks. You can shoot. Shoot lightning out of your fingertips from the dark side, dude. The dark side's awesome. Sweet, feels so, yeah. good. I can, I, I, you know, I can feel it on you, yeah. man. All right. Well, um, hopefully it's not going to hold us all back today. You know what I'm saying? No, like, I think I, uh, normally that's good. Like normally, when 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 one of us is like really angry, normally it's like, oh man, this has been a fun day. Right. Push it forward. A the little good bit news there. for you is very few people we work with are in the building today. Yeah, like I said, dude, it's four o'clock on Friday of the year, so I uh, I, I I I would assume ten ten after that podcast gets loaded up, stands very show. I'll See do you later. Out. Out. It's good to know. No, yeah, I mean, and I think that that's all right. Like somebody said to me yesterday, they're like, you know, just because the boss is on vacation doesn't mean he's not going to know. Did you punch that person? Did and, you, what it, <laughs> and I said, well, I did say, I was like, well, of course I know the boss is going to know because you always tell him everything I do. You know what I mean? Because it was that person. And I said, oh, I, I, I assume he knows. Like, isn't there a little bit of like, you know what, dude, you killed it all year. You know what I mean? Not like we're the best radio show ever, but we've done very well at Rock 106.9. Right We've now. done very well for Rock 106.9. Like, isn't there a little bit of like 
just self-awareness on my boss about what the situation is. Like, dude, it's the last week before those guys head for their Christmas vacation. Of course, when 10 o'clock it, comes, they're a- hitting the door. And literally everyone else in the Nobody building else is, is working. Like, what else am I supposed to do? Just do laps around the building for no reason? <laughs> just sit here and just like twiddle our thumbs. What am I going to rocky it? Working hard now. Like running up and down the hallway? <laughs> I, um, I, 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 think, I think what we have going on there is a little bit of the, uh, somebody trying to show a little bit of like dominance towards us. And a little oh, bit of boss like, is out and technically I'm in a position. Uh, like somebody, well, somebody's got to watch the halls. Well, dude, I could put you, dude, I, dude, I could put you in a wedgie. So God. like, yeah, I didn't like that. And honestly, I think our boss kind of gave us the the, uh, the right of way to do what we wanted this week, last week before he left when he kind of talked to us and kind of gave us like, eh, you know, maybe we get one headache from you out of a year, but it's never that bad. Yeah. Here's a bottle of Tito's. Go have a good week. You know, go, go have a good holiday yeah, season, Still can't guys. believe they put two bottles of booze in the studio and thought that was a good idea. Well, you know, hey, it's a uh, <laughs> it's Dude, almost- big Christmas party tomorrow. Yeah, it is big that Christmas, Christmas party, party tomorrow. tomorrow. What's uh, what's on your mind with it? I uh, so uh, here I, I just keep coming back to this. Is that there's nobody that works in this building that I like hate, right? So there's like there's no animosity in the building. It's just there's no real alliances. Like there's gonna be, dude. It's gonna be very clicky, right? Because the two bosses are gonna buddy up together. Yeah. Because how dare they hang out with the slee stacks? Yeah. So and there'll be that. You and I will be a little clicky because we're gonna feel like us versus the world. Do you feel like we should put a, a stop to that from the get go? Do you feel like you and I should try to? Well, here because together we're intimidating. I know we are. Yeah, to get tag team by us would be tough. Right, and like all of a sudden it's the Sandsbury Show live. Hey, did here. you hear about this? And what about this? And airline fuck sucks. Right, and the right. daily masturbation report is this. Yeah, that might be tough. Right. But like we do, I mean there are a couple of the salespeople that we're friendly with. And I think what's going to happen is we're going to buddy up with them. And then it's just going to become like, I think it's going to be very much like lunch tables in high school. Where it's going to be every table talking trash about the other table secretly, yet you want to be sitting over there. I think that's what it's going to be. I mean, outside of this, outside of me, who do you feel like you know in this building? Like, no? Like, as a person, on a human level, who do you feel like you know? I don't know anyone. Did you have a better relationship with most salespeople than I do? Um, And... Uh, even on the programming side, that's like, just because I'm willing to fake it, right? Because you're willing to go in there and and, 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 and like and, kind of like pretend. And that's one of the uh, the the what do I want to say? A, a misconception of the Sansbury show. Is yeah, I'm, is that I'm actually when the mics are off, I'm the nice one. Right, I'm very like, man, I don't want to talk to you guys. And Sansbury's out there schmoozing. I'm hamming with, um, it up. Um, I don't know if I know anyone. So maybe this, you know, maybe this should be like the opportunity of like, hey. New start here. I'm going on vacation. Literally, this is like the last work responsibility we have of the year is to go to this party and not get fired. Yeah, see, I, but again, I just feel like I should like reserve a spot at HR Monday morning, even though I'm going to be, well, that, that, you know, that would be Christmas. But like, well, uh, yes, I take your point. You know what I mean? Like, in today's day and age, that's why I'm like, should I really drink at this? Like, there was part of me who was like, ah, just get, go get day hammered and then show like, up to drunk. Show up to it hammered. Right? I was Drink like, this right. whole bottle of Tito's. We're doing it, baby. I mean, I'm getting on the flight on Friday. Dude, hungover on the plane, probably not a bad idea, right? Go yeah, pass right out. It's not the right? worst. It's not the worst probably idea not the worst the thing. Yeah, probably not the worst idea in the world. But then. that is, I mean, that true to the heart is our last work responsibility of the year is to not get fired for this Christmas party. So I don't know if Dave's Why is that what I want to do? I, I don't know if pre-gaming is going to be the right call. Probably not ideal. Maybe three cocktails would be a better call. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Three I, cocktails, three hours. All of a sudden, we go home, and it's, you know, yeah, I feel like Christmas it's, vacation. I feel 
feel like it's Christmas ales, but drink them like there's nipples on it. Like, right. like you're nursing Take your time. It. Take your time. Nursing it. You don't need to get overboard there. Nursing it. a good time. Is your one? Because, dude, it's it, it's us plus one. Now, I'm yeah. not bringing a plus one to the to the Christmas party. Right. I'm not unleashing. I always kind of view that. It's like, dude, if, if you're not a girlfriend, I'm oh, not. Yeah. I'm probably not unleashing you on work just in case. Even, even, even like. Hey, I mean, look! I don't know what she's like when she's drunk. Let's see how this goes in front of my boss. Like, like you know what I mean? Not a good plan, right? I, I would say at the, at the point you bring someone to a Christmas party, you have to trust them in your home alone. You have to be having unprotected sex with them. Really? You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, dude. Because think about that. Like that's a far measurement. But I mean, like they're all equally important things there. Like I trust you enough not to steal from me. I trust you enough not to have AIDS. I trust you enough not to get me fired at this. Christmas. Christmas party, so like, I feel like if th- that's a pretty pretty fair. Standard. I feel like those are the best wedding vows I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire life. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys, hang on. The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. We have Canton Charge tickets for their uh, game Friday night. We'll get you guys hooked up with those a little later in the program. Also, 8.30, man. I can't wait for this. Some freaky stuff going on. And I have always been suspicious we were going to find out that it was true. And now we've got video to back it up. 8.30, we'll get into that. Freaky scary or freaky weird sex stuff? Could lead to both. A little bit of both. It could lead to both. Jeez. But scary initially. Okay. Yeah, I think it's going to... I mean, as a matter of fact, I'm a little surprised it hasn't like upended... I don't know, our, our, our thinking already. I just think, you know, right. it may take a little while, maybe a few more things to leak out, but 8.30, we'll get into that. Seriously. I'm very interested. Freaky stuff. You were a naysayer. Okay. You were a naysayer, and I think now you you might have to change your tune at 8.30. We'll find that out. All right. They've done another one of these studies where they were trying to figure out, like, how long do women want sex to last? All right. You know, so they did one of these polls, and you know how this works. They grab a couple thousand people, and, you know, they ask them some stuff, right? Hopefully not grabbing them like, you know, like Al Franken. Like, and, uh, hopefully not doing no, that no, kind no. of grabbing. No, I don't th- no, I don't think it was groping. Okay. All right, so it was about 4,000 people, right? And it was done by Saucy Dates, so you got to weigh that in, right? right. Like, saucy Dates. I'm not necessarily sure this, <laughs> that we can call this scientific, right? A little saucy Dates action. But I remember it was like a few months ago we were talking about this, because um, I remember a woman reached out to me. It said to me, there's no way that's true. Where we were talking and that study had said, like, on average, sex should last about 12 to 15 minutes, right? Is what we were saying. And I remember remember it perfectly because this woman reached out to me. She's like, that's crazy. It should be twice as long and blah, blah, blah. And I remember telling her she was a little bit of a sex snob, a little bit of a penis snob. Okay. Right? But this study now comes back and kind of, like, backs her up. Because now women are saying... On average, they want sex to last 25 minutes, 51 seconds. That's pretty exact. So let's call it 25 minutes, right? right? Now, guys during this study said the similar thing. About 25 minutes is what they wanted. So if you're now thinking to yourself, either getting ready for work, maybe in the truck, whatever. Like, geez, dude, 25 minutes. Like, that's a lot. Like, like maybe you're not going to be able to do that. I wouldn't worry about it. Because apparently... Phantom, the global scale, the peak average is 17 minutes. And apparently that's put forth by 31-year-olds in this country, the U.S. of A. Apparently 31-year-olds 
are having the best average performance-wise in the bedroom at 17 minutes, 5 seconds. I guess, you know, that makes sense in the age range just because at that point you're probably sexually experienced enough to have, like, the skills to do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're 18, 19, 20 years old. You just, you know, you probably are young enough and, like, you know, you've got the vitality to do it, but you don't necessarily have the, you know, the sexual experience. So you're not too old. You're not too young. I guess that makes sense. I remember the last study we were talking about saying that penetration, that, that the entire act can be about a half hour, but penetration should be about 12 minutes. Well, and I guess that's a big part of the difference there is that, like, where do you count sex starting? Like, Well, to me, if you say sex, that's penetration. That's actual penetration time. So if, if in the middle of sex, in the middle of intercourse, like, I've stopped having sex and do something else, oral sex or something like that. Well, I think oral sex is sex. So right. So so oral sex before penetrative sex does that start the, the clock? Yeah, that's got to start the clock. I think right. Uh, well, but then at that I mean it's sex. But then at that point, does foreplay start it? Is it all foreplay? Is it no, that's out? what I'm saying. I think genitals. So any touching of the genitals? I mean, nah. There's a difference between touching of genitals and then orally stimulating the genital area or penetration sex. There's a difference in those things. I feel like they're all three different things. All of them count towards sex. All of them. So do. you're saying once you start like over the bra petting, we're having sex. Once, once the clock starts. Once it pays off into sex. Yeah, the sex started back when we really kind of like made that first move. Yeah. So, so like, you're starting the clock at like sweater comes off for the 25 minutes. Like I'm saying. Chips. I'm saying. I'm saying. I start that clock as soon as it's like we've made that physical. We've we've bridged. We bridge the the want into the action. So if that's a kiss, if that's if that's like you know something that happens on the couch, if that's whatever that is, that's a the sex starts. That's a pretty steep curve, dude. I'm not sure women are going to grade on that the, curve. The, the sex starts. Well, isn't always women. Well, I wish there was more foreplay, more foreplay, more foreplay. That's that should all build into. Yeah, it. I, I think what a woman's going to say to you though is that they're both that both to them are going to be mutually exclusive. That yes, that they want more foreplay, but that yet still penetrative sex should last 25 minutes. From, from if, 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 I mean, at that point we're talking about 45 plus minutes every time that you want to have like That's average crazy. sex. That's crazy. And who has the time for that? If you can't get it done from first look into orgasm in a half an hour, you're doing something wrong in between there. You are. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I, I think expecting 25 minutes of penetration sex is crazy. And that most times you're not going to get that. Men are at a disadvantage here. It's one of those things, dude, where it's like your manhood is kind of based on this and all that. And yet it's got nothing to do with you. Nobody chooses to be that, right? Nobody chooses to be a quick ejaculator. No. You know what I mean? No. It's just a roll, dude. The entire penile region, everything in your life, your entire happiness, success, emotion, everything is wrapped up in this entire region, and yet you had nothing to do with any of it. Now, is there some sort of you as a man need to recognize that in yourself and 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 put in the proper roadblocks to avoid yourself from getting to the party too soon? You know what I mean? If you're, well, all- I mean, dude, thinking about softball is only gonna. I mean, dude, it doesn't do that much, right? I mean, we've all been, we've all had enough sex in our lives where we've all tried all these old wives you know old wives sales and sure enough you're still the same dude in bed right you can think about randy macho man savage all you want i don't think it's really slowing it down you know what i mean there are things there are overpowering devices and in, in substances in life 
right? Heroin overpowers stuff. Sometimes a little too much sour cream overpowering stuff. Vagina is an overpowering <laughs> source. I don't care what it is you're trying to stack up next to it. Vagina's winning out. It's rock, paper, scissors, vag. And dude, vag is like the, the bomb. That's when you call in game over. I, so I don't know if like Roblox really work, do they? I'm saying less thinking about you know baseball, more like stopping yourself performing something on her to continue that sexual experience going like you just have to know that like yo if I continue at this pace it's going to be over for me you have to take some personal accountability there yeah you see you're still young you stop in the middle dude and start doing other stuff and you lose momentum there's a very scary chance for a lot of dudes listening right now that you might not get that that you might not get that back you ask any woman who's married she'll tell you if he, if he's erect, you you capitalize on that moment. <laughs> you just dude, just be thankful it's there, and you capitalize on it. But I think expecting twenty five minutes of penetrative sex, insane. That's snobbery. That's a little bit of snobbery. And as if we have misconceptions how sex should be over pornography, I think you have misconceptions of how sex should be over you know I don't know the Notebook or whatever the hell it is you people are watching. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys, hang on. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 1069. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com. We got Canton Charge tickets uh, for you for the game Friday night. I um, I just saw this. Dave McManaman from ESPN is saying Isaiah Thomas will begin playing full court scrimmages with the Cavs G League affiliate. Um, it was about 10 minutes ago. Now, I... uh. I work for the Canton Charge, so I want to be careful about what I say. Yeah, that's why I was like, that's why I attributed it to ESPN because that dude, like, if dude, I mean, that's out on their Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, the news kind of seems like it's out there. Um, I don't think anything has officially been said yet, um, but I have heard murmurings that the Cavaliers are going to want to be able to give Isaiah Thomas some run, and they're going to assign him down to the G League. I do not know. I cannot confirm whether that is true or false, or when that would be happening. Uh, but I'm sure news will continue to develop, and uh, we will hopefully, uh, you know, see a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit, of, a little bit of IT action down there. Talk about selling tickets. Oh yeah! I mean, dude, if you're the charge, you gotta oh, yeah. love that. Well, I mean, and that's exactly what the G League is for. Is it's for guys to be able to come back. And Isaiah Thomas hasn't played, you know, meaningful basketball in quite a while at this point. So, like, not only is it going to be like getting your shot back, but a big part of it's just going to be getting your legs back, getting your getting your conditioning back, being able to, you know, run up and down. That that court enough so it would make sense to put him in an NBA type of you know an NBA type of experience without really having to throw him to the wolves I know they were talking about like oh maybe he'll be back on Christmas and it's like eh, I don't know if you want to bring him back to go play the Warriors you know what I mean well like, isn't Steph out for that yeah, game Steph will be, I heard Steph's out for another week or two with an ankle injury but nonetheless dude I mean you know you still don't want to have to have to have to throw him to the wolves like that dude, if, you're TV, if you're TV you have to hate the fact that Steph Curry's not playing in that game on Christmas Day. You have to hate that. Yeah, I mean, he's certainly one of the premier stars, but do you view it so much as, like, Steph LeBron anymore, or is it KD LeBron? It's it's LeBron v. Warriors. Okay. You Uh, know what I mean? Full-powered Warriors. Yeah, it kind of feels like those are the two things happening in the NBA, the Warriors, and then, like, LeBron. It's not even the Cavs, it's LeBron. Um you can make the argument Houston, but like outside of that, it seems pretty much inevitable that we're, you know, we're so again, yeah, I, I think Steph's a huge draw, man. He like, is. He I is. mean, KD's the next guy in the NBA for sure, but Steph is a huge, 
huge television draw. And so, like, I would imagine if you're the network executive, you're not loving that. No, I mean, it's the Christmas Day game. It feels like the premier matchup of the NBA thus far. It's it feels like the start of the NBA season. feels like the official kickoff right yeah, there. So it it, No, it, it is. I mean, I, I think you'd be crazy to say otherwise, but can Charge hopefully will be in a good place right there. Dude, I just found out it's going to cost me $20 a day to park my car at the airport. Hmm. I'm flying out of Cleveland, and I'm, so I just Googled it. Right, I said parking rates for Cleveland Hopkins Airport, right? So they give me the parking options. You can park in the Cleveland Smart Parking Garage at $18 a day. The red lot is $16 a day. Blue lot's 14 Orange is 13 Brown's 9 Or you could curbside valet it at $25 a day, which I will not be doing. I was going to say, I think if you go out any like further past the second one down, aren't you taking that shuttle? And F that shuttle, dude. I hate that. Yeah, I don't know if I'm doing that. Don't like If do I'm going to pay, I'm not doing that. If I'm going to pay, I'm going to pay more yeah. and make it convenient. Make it convenient so that your car is waiting right there for you. Um, Uber, why not just Uber it? All right, so I thought about that because I was like, again, I'm flying out of Cleveland. So how much is the Uber going to be from here to there? Ooh, and then I, you're not going to have your car with you and an Uber ride well, back for an hour. And I'm taking the red eye back from Vegas. I think I land in Cleveland at like 4.20 in the morning. And so the last thing I'm going to want to do after a four and a half hour flight is sit in a 50 minute Uber ride right. with some idiot who thinks he should talk to me. Right. For an hour. Hey, where, where are you coming back from? Oh, but lost wages, huh? Oh, hey. Lost wages. Right. That's the last thing I'm going to want when I, when I land. So, like, That's I thought, I was like, all right, the car, at least then I'm by myself. Yeah. I got an hour ride. I've been, like, I can shake the family off of right. me. That whole thing. Um, According to this, the red lot... Is a surface lot that's located on airport property directly north of the terminal, entering by turning right into the parking road from Inner Drive before you enter the arrivals deck. The red lot is located on the left-hand side of the Cleveland parking facility across the street from the blue lot. The red lot is credit card only, has a daily rate of 16 bucks. All right, so let me, let me, let me see this here, right? Because I fly back on the 28th. I fly out on the 22nd, fly back in on the 28th. So let's call it seven days. Right. I don't know, dude. That's a hundred and twelve dollars. So why don't you? Why don't you? You've got plenty of people up in the uh, up in the area there. Why don't you park your car over at Jim and Jessica's and then get have the them drop me off? We'll get the Uber from there, and then it won't be a, a fifty. You know, it, that way it won't be a hundred and fifty dollar Uber ride, and then you're not going to have to spend one hundred and fifteen dollars parking your car either. You could get a little best of the both worlds. All right, you ready for first world problems? All right, yeah. They live west of the airport oh, by a geez. good stretch. So, like, what I don't want to do is, like, land, then have to drive, like, further west. Because they live in, like, Grafton. And then I'm, like, you know what I mean? They used to live te- they used to live at the airport, ex- like, exit, which was so good. Con- I hate the fact that they moved. I bitch at them every time. But, like, so, like, I don't want that. Well, I don't think teleporting is an option. <laughs> so you're going to have to come up with some sort but of But $112 to park my car while I'm gone seems like a lot. I don't know. I hate to be cheap about it. But I don't know if I want to do that. That's not being cheap. That's being financially responsible. You parking your car for one hundred twenty dollars for a week for you know what I mean? Like like that's a, that's literally like you know burning your money. Yeah, I mean they they kind of said to me when I was up there last weekend. They said just we'll take you. And I said, are you really on the day I get home? You're really gonna want to wake up at four o'clock in the morning well, to come get me? Well, then how about they take you that night because it's an evening flight on the way out, and, and I then Uber, get that Uber on the way back, and then you got your car there, dude. I think that's a plan that makes sense, buddy. Hundred twelve bucks. You know what Fantone told me uh, before we came back on the air that I didn't know? 
Do they had to yank the self-checkout out at, at the Giant Eagle on Tusk? They had Indeed to yank those out? Indeed they did. I didn't even notice this. It, um, I, I know you're not a self-checkout guy. I know. I hate it. It depends with me. Like Either if I have a few things, I'm going to self-checkout because I feel it gets quicker. But I hate people who go into the self-checkout with an entire full cart of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically what it boils down to is there's no longer self-checkouts there. And I said to somebody, I'm like, hey, why'd they take these out? And they're like, why do you think? And I'm like, oh, well, because people are stealing. And they're like, of Was course. it that easy to steal? out of well, that thing? Because doesn't just, the alarm still go off? No, if, dude, what alarm? What alarm? They don't have alarm on saltines, you know what I'm saying? Like They don't have, really? an, alarm, they don't have an alarm on... I could just be stealing from the grocery... I didn't salad. know that. No, they don't have that stuff. What are they putting, where are they putting an alarm on, a, on an avocado? I just figured, dude, if you can barcode everything in there... I mean, dude, the nah, donuts are barcoded. Nah, it's, no, it's one of those things and people would, you know, and it happens, it happens in any self-checkout, and I think it's one of those things that, uh, as, a, as a retailer, you probably just have to decide, like, alright... So, right, wait a minute. We can... Wait, 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 wait so we can set age restrictions on beer that gets scanned, but we can't like scan everything to have it to where like there, there's a theft deterrent system. But there's still no theft deterrent system on that beer. The only thing is, is when you scan it, then that's what gives you. It's it's the machine that's doing that. It's not the actual box. So if you take the actual box out, nobody. I mean, nothing's gonna happen. Right. But I'm saying like we. Uh, like oh to, yeah, I guess you go to dude. You go to like a place in the mall and it's got a little tag on it that says like you know theft deterrent. Like a vast majority of that stuff is just a sticker that. Tries to keep you know keep teenagers from shoplifting. It's like buying an ADT yeah, sign for your front yard. Exactly what that is, dude. dude. My buddy's dad worked for ADT forever, and he was like, the amount of people that will run up to the truck and offer to buy a sign for like a thousand bucks or five hundred bucks versus like just the monthly system. Right. Because like he's <laughs> right. like, dude, he's like the average person just assumes that criminals are dumb, and that if you just put like the sign in the front yard, that they're going to skip your house. Which I would imagine maybe that is a probably little bit true. true. That, I'm sure there is that. There probably is something. To to that theory. So a Canton police officer had a scary thing happen the other day during a traffic stop. We'll give you that story next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. There were some rumors surrounding your Cleveland Browns. Eight o'clock. We're going to address those. Speaking of rumors and sports, I just want to make it clear as a Canton Charge representative, scrimmaging is what they're talking about at this time. I have not seen an official report saying that he'll be joining the team for like this is Isaiah Thomas. If you to yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, Isaiah Thomas. I can't. I, I, I wish it was like, yeah, dude, here's it. But they're talking scrimmages from what I've just read over the break there. Yeah, David McMahon had said he's going to do full, uh, full scrimmages with the G League affiliate, which would be the Canton Charge. There's a video online at WRQK.com that is terrifying. Um, where a local Canton police officer got himself into a little bit of a scary situation over a traffic stop. It was about 1 a.m. Tuesday. Over on 12th Street Northwest, I guess uh, over by Louisiana Avenue. I don't know exactly where that is. Do you know where the Sparta Steakhouse is? Yeah. That's that's in the general vicinity of what okay. we're talking about. All right, there. so not that far from where I live there. So, well, I guess nothing in Canton's really all that far from where anybody lives, I suppose. But there was a um, there was a little bit of a tricky situation where um, they're asking him to get out of the car, I believe. Or no, I'm sorry, to stay in the car. And then Mario Jermaine Pratt refuses to cooperate, puts the police officer into a chokehold and then like starts to drive away in the truck. We actually have the audio. The video is available at WRQK.com and also Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show. But here's some audio on that. 
I'm hurt your partner, right? Said I'm gonna hurt your partner, and you can hear the uh, the taser going. Yeah, off. you can hear the taser going off. I'm gonna hurt your partner. 10:25, 10:25. Yeah, taser just going, just going. Well, they said it had no effect on him whatsoever. None. And he has him in a chokehold. He starts like driving away with him, like hang with the officer hanging out of like the door. He's like just starts taking off. There you hear the shot from the from the service weapon. They say did not hit did not hit Mario Pratt. Man, that's crazy. So I looked this up because I was interested, right? Because one of the things that I posted on Facebook when I posted the video is this job should pay more, right? Just should. And so I looked. The median annual police patrol officer salary in Canton, Ohio is $50,230. As of November 28th of this year, the range usually goes between $46,896 and $54,000. That's crazy. Yeah, dude, for what you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. That's crazy. And for some of us who want to judge these situations after the fact, we we often ask, why'd they have to shoot him? Well, look at this. Here we were where a taser had no effect on somebody whatsoever, and a cop was being dragged by a vehicle. Luckily, everybody gets to go home. That's ultimately what we would want, right? But in certain situations, that's not going to be the well, case, man. Like it's, it's just certain, not going to be the case. In certain situations, I would I would like to say, in, in a vast majority of situations, you know that that was justified by the officer, and the officer's life was in jeopardy there. And watching that video to think anything else is one hundred percent inaccurate, dude. Of course, that cop could have been yeah, killed in man, that moment. So, like, like yeah, dude, like fifty thousand dollars a year is what we're is, is what's getting these guys and these men and women out of bed to go do that. Like, I, that surprises me. Yeah, I mean, now, I, I definitely buy into the thought of, well, it takes a certain kind of person to be a cop, and it, 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 I, I buy into that, and most of the, the men and women who decide to, you know, be in law enforcement would probably be in law enforcement for, enforcement for $25,000 a year. It's one of those things where it's like, it's not about, you know, the money, it's not about the, the, the you know, anything other than this is what I want to do with my life. I, I would think most people would do that, but like, at the end of the day, we as a society do kind of need to take a step back and be like, is this really what we value these people as? Is this really all that they're worth to us? I mean, people always make the argument about athletes and stuff, right? 
You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, LeBron gets $20 million a year or whatever it is, and then we pay teachers and cops this. And dude, honestly, the more and more we start social justicing this stuff via Twitter and via Instagram or we're pointing out, you know, problems in the world, like, dude, at some point, man, celebrities and actresses and actors and athletes, you're going to have to own your part of this and just realize that maybe, man, if you want to preach to me about fixing the world, that the way to do it is this, is to say to you, you know what, you're... You what you do for a living garnishes it, it brings in this amount of money, but we're only going to give you this, and we're, we're going to take the rest of it and fix the world's problems. Then I bet we stop seeing the forcing me to hashtag and how much of a bad person I am when it comes. Because you ever notice that all them athletes they go right to that Republican. They go, dude, they're all liberal until you start saying, well, what about the money you make? And then they all start going that Republican. They all start towing that Republican line. I just make what the market will bear. I just make. What the bargain would bear. They're all liberal until we start saying, dude, let's take your money and fix it. Uh, then all of a sudden, then it's a, then then they tighten right up. CPD starts at fifteen dollars an hour when you're a first year cop, That's as as opposed to fifty thousand dollars. Easy, yeah. I mean that 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 truly is right there. That's not. You, I don't know how you expect to get qualified applicants at that. Why would you do that job for that? There's plenty of jobs where it's like, yeah, yeah, fifteen bucks an hour. That's worth it. Whatever. I'll go. I'll go and I'll hate my job. But like that job, no, thank you. Dude. I'm sorry, man. Like I just don't think that that's anywhere enough money. I just don't think it is, much like school teachers. I don't know how we expect to get qualified applicants for these jobs if you're not going to make it lucrative. Like, at least, you know what I mean? There are certain certain jobs where it's like, yeah, man, you can kind of get people to do that for that price. But, like, with the, I mean, dude, policing the neighborhoods matters. Educating future people in this country matters. Like, we should be doubling down on money on that. Like, I can't believe that that's the starting salary and that that's what could, my day could be like. Right, 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 right. I mean, th- th- there's just no way. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I could do that job for any amount of money. You could tell me, yo, $100,000, $250,000 a year, and I'm just not I'm just not the man to do it. I just don't. I, I don't I'm not. I know myself well enough. Like, dude, that's just not my life. But it's it's ludicrous that, you, that you're making 15 bucks an hour. I wonder what my taxes would have to be. And by mine, I mean all of ours. In order to make every cop in the city a hundred thousand dollar a year salary job, like I wonder what we would have to like. I wonder how much money would have to be generated for that, like, and how much like would it affect me? Um, like, how much am I going to notice it? Is well, it going to be so noticeable? And how much would it be worth to you? And how many people sign off on that? That's a very interesting thought. How many but- less? How many less calls do we get? You know what I mean? Like, how many? You know what I mean? How many things are handled better? How many cop, how many less money does the city have to do cities pay out at the end of the year because you had somebody on the payroll who handled the situation better versus doing something with excessive force and costing the city millions of dollars in payouts? I wonder if you paid more and brought in more qualified applicants, does it save you money? Like many people say, like, like with the healthcare issue, right? Like less people showing up in the ER ultimately will save money, which is why the, you know, a lot of the proponents for healthcare say just make it universal. I don't know if that's the way it would play out or not. I know it's one of the arguments used for it and so like I, i'm wondering the very much the same thing like how much would I, how much money had do i have to sacrifice and would it be noticeable enough not to do that i don't know 
But it seems to me like sooner or later, we're just going to keep getting to the point where it's like, why am I going to go do that for that? If that starts at $15 an hour, but so does wrapping a Big Mac, or at least that's the way people want that to start at, is wrapping a Big Mac. I'm sorry, dude. Getting dragged by an F-150 down the street by a criminal should pay more than putting a burrito wrongly in my bag. I'm sorry. That should always pay three times what that is. That's crazy. We have got our priorities mixed. Next up, more Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9 online at WRQK.com. Before the break, we uh, were playing you that audio from that traffic stop where a Canton cop got dragged by a pickup truck. They were tasing the guy and everything, and they just couldn't get him to stop. Nothing. So, like, I had posted the video, Facebook.com slash Stansberry Show. And uh, I just said, dude, I just think this job needs to pay more. Just being a police officer needs to pay for it. And a guy that I used to work with in the radio business, he was actually the guy who hired me to be an intern for the promotions department. His name's Mike, is now a cop. Like, he left the radio business and turned into a cop. Jeez, man. And he hit me up right away, and he was like, dude, he's like, you're absolutely right. He was like, he's like, I could tell you stories for days about this. So somebody hit me up during the break via Twitter, at Sansbury shows how you reach me. And the guy said... Not only should they be, be paid more money, but I also think that they that cops should be required to have more education, a four-year degree at least, before we put you out there. And I thought about it. Now, having somebody be more prepared for something, I don't think is ever a bad idea, yeah. but I'm not sure like a bachelor's degree... Um, is going to help is going to is going to give you any better insight on how to police a neighborhood or I think not. I think you just it has to be a specific degree you know what I'm saying like you just can't be like all right well hey I've got this in business management therefore I can be a cop like no you like for about you know you need to go to cop school you know well, what I'm saying his his argument is that a hundred thousand dollar job as I was saying I think cops should be is like most jobs that will pay you that require a four-year degree. Now this is going to be an outlier, but you can make that kind of money in this industry and not have a degree. You can make this that you can make that kind of money in this industry and be a high school dropout. I've seen it a million times. So, but in primarily, are you right in most most fields? Yes, I would imagine you're probably not cracking six figures without a college degree in most career fields. I would imagine that that's probably true. Yeah, but- I just don't know what like a four year degree is going to do. <laughs> Police work is just a unique circumstance. It's just a unique job. It's situational. It, right. And uh, that's what I think is that maybe instead of, hey, like you have to have a four year degree to even begin to think about a cop or becoming a cop, it, it maybe retraining and making sure that there's more, like, you know what I'm saying? Like more, not just, hey, you went to school four or 10 years ago for four years. It's, hey, every year you spend X amount of time, you know, relearning things, reevaluating things, you know, learning yeah, how to be a Yeah, like a cop. brush up on skill. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I like that. I just don't know if more schooling is really the way to do it. It's like it is one of those jobs. Let's be honest there. I mean, one of the reasons why we're talking about why they need more money is because you don't know what you're getting yourself into every day. So I don't know what a classroom is going to do with that. Right. Like no matter what it is you do, it's 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 situational. I don't know how you prepare yourself for something that arrives. You know what I mean? Like, yes, we brush up on like what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do, all that stuff. I don't think a four-year degree makes me any more situationally aware of a situation around me or makes me any better at that. Now, you can make the argument that the more educated you are, that the less bias you may have 
um, towards another group of people. Maybe the mixing of being at college and being around multiple people and the melting pot that college can be can help reduce bias. I would I would definitely agree there. I would I I think we have definitely seen a, a correlation in this country and other countries that the more educated you are, the less biased you are, the less racist you end up being, and the less you know what I mean, the less of some of that stuff. You you normally the more education you have, the more open you are. Now you know Fantone and I don't have a college degree, and yet we're both pretty open and both pretty you know you know accepting of new ideas of thought and you know pretty you know low on that whole you know racism scale thing like you know we're both pretty good about that so i'm not sure a four-year degree is necessarily the fix i get it and i get that you're right it is a benchmark before we'll allow most people to make a ton of money in most fields but i'm not sure that necessarily fits here yeah you know i'm talking to a sheriff on facebook messenger right now and one of the things he's saying is just like we just can't get people to come do it like nobody wants to be a cop anymore once upon a time like that was such an steam job that was such like a a respected position in in, in society and such a like I don't know a role model for most kids and now it's just like dude nobody wants to be a cop and the money's a huge part of it. I would like to see the enrollment rate in police academies from 20 years ago 10 years ago two years ago because there has been let's be honest and I'll even go back further there's been about a five-year span where we've kind of have, and don't get me wrong, there's plenty of examples where cops have been wrong, but we have definitely allowed, this country has definitely allowed this narrative that police forces are filled with racist murderers, and I'm just not sure how true that is. As a matter of fact, there was a study that came out the other day, and I didn't have a chance to entirely read it, and I saw it at the Daily like Wire, so I didn't want to like run with it until I had a chance to like totally consume all of it, but actually that has said that, dude, they went back and restudied all of this stuff, and we we find out that most often when cops use excessive force that they are totally within bounds in doing it the way that they should be doing it. Again, did not read the whole article, so I won't quote it as fact, but I felt like that was interesting because there has been a narrative that cops are bad and they're only out to hurt you and that they're just going to shoot you and all this stuff. So I wonder, has that been leading into I would have to imagine. It's like why one of the things is like, dude, you're right. It's like people just constantly, it used to be esteemed. Now you're awful and you're most likely racist. Otherwise, why would you want to do it? And if that's the mentality that Twitter and Facebook is going to put forth on a particular field of work, I can't be surprised that other people are like, you know what, dude, why am I signing up for that? Just to be bitched at? And on top of it, there's no money in it? So I'd be very interested to see, because I bet once upon a time, it was like a really good job, right? Because you're right. There was like a respect issue in the community, and I bet dollar for dollar in different money and different eras of money that it was probably a, not a bad way to make a living. But I, the uncertainty of it and like leaving somebody at home and your kids and worrying about all that, I'm, I'm just telling you, there's certain jobs that where you need to make more money. And I think being a police officer is one of those jobs where you just need to make more money. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Fantone, can I just tell you something, buddy? Yeah. You're pissy, bro. I am. Well, yeah, you're just, you're just you're just mad today, dude. It's a, uh, what do I want to say? It's senioritis week. It's 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 long hit in for me. It's because you didn't go to bed till the middle of the night yeah, last I'm tired night. Too sleepy. 
It's because, uh, dude, because what happened? You saw something on on the internet that made you all mad. Like, what? What is this? Yeah, on, on the internet, it's like you know, one of the things that that people always like will think is funny and share the video is these people in these like Tyrannosaurus Rex suits, and they're like, oh, look at this! You got three Tyrannosaurus Rexes jumping up and down that trampoline. It's so funny! Oh, it's so funny! Oh, look at it! Tyrannosaurus Rex. He's playing the Jurassic Park theme, and he's he's the conductor of the orchestra. It's so funny! I'm like, it's not funny at all. Jeez. Just angry about it, huh? Just angry, dude. We're irritated. Yeah, you are. You're pretty angry about it. I just wanted you to be aware of that. <laughs> I did. I wanted you to be aware, buddy, that you got like a little that you got a little pissy on you. I do. I uh so I just got a text message. Yeah. From this woman I know. And she asked me, she's like, when are you coming back from Vegas? All right. And I was like, all right, well, you know, I'll be back on the 28th, 29th or whatever, you know. We're looking for a little rendezvous. No, no, no. She's inviting me to this New Year's Eve party she's going to have. Right? She's like, so I'm doing this thing. I said, okay. I said, well, what is it? She goes, I'm going to have a New Year's Eve party. I said, okay, well, that's cool. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll try and stop by. And she's like, Stansberry, I've been friends with you long Why? enough to where I know what the I'll try and stop by means. That means quit talking to me about this right now right. and you're never coming. She's like, everybody knows you. Like, that's, she's like, that's not what I'm, she's like, but listen to me. She's like, hear me out. She's like, because I think you're going to hate my idea. She's like, but when I really lay it out, I think maybe I can get you to do this because lately you've been bitching about this kind of stuff. Okay, well, what are you doing? She's like, I got this idea on Pinterest, right? Because that's where they get every idea now. Okay. Right? Okay. And her idea, much like the A Perfect Circle show a few months ago that I went to, or about a month ago maybe, is she's going to have a New Year's Eve party, and she will be collecting your phone as you come through the front door. She says she's going out of her way to make sure she invites people who don't know one another and but yet is cultivating the guest list of like like-minded people who may enjoy one another okay and feels as if because she read it on Pinterest okay <laughs> that it will encourage people to interact more because she said the last dinner party she had at her house she looked up and down the table and people were you know Snapchatting the, mm-hmm. the the lasagna or whatever, but weren't there was no long form discussion um, amongst her party guests, and she was like, "Look at us, we're all here together, and yet we're tethered to this damn thing." As the hostess of a party, I can understand why that would be frustrating. Yeah, she's like, you know, I, I went out of my way, I cooked, I did all these things, and then all of you people come to my house, and then nobody talks to one another, and then like, and she said, you know what else she found out is that parties then break up sooner than they should. Oh, she's yeah. Like, it's no longer, she's like, people, nobody like hangs out and stays because they're like, well, dude, I'm just scrolling on my phone. I might as well stay out. Right. I could go do this at home. What are we still doing here? I will, dude, I, I, I didn't even want to come. Why did you bring me? Now, obviously, in, you know, emergency or whatever, somebody's going to be like, well, what about? And it's like, well, all right, let's throw the what about out because it's very unlikely that like something like that happens. I would imagine then, you know, so she will be checking on your phones, make sure this and that, whatever. There's probably a number, you know, she'll give somebody to call if there's, in case of emergency, whatever. But ultimately, I started thinking, I was like, well, I don't really like somebody making that decision for me, but I was like, Man, you went to that a perfect circle show. Loved they wouldn't it. let you use your phone, and it was the best show you saw all year because you were actually engaged in what was going on. And so I started thinking about this, and she said to me, she goes, you know, you were one of the first people I thought of. She's like, because you are a phone-addicted person, Stansberry. And she's like, and yet I'm inviting, she's like, career-driven, single women Jeez. 
who are like who are getting it. interesting people who do interesting things with their life who I think you would want to talk to. She's like, but if I invited you to the party and you had the safety net of your phone, I know you. Yeah. She's like, you're going to talk to the two people you know and then sit in the corner and tweet about how everybody else is a douchebag at this party that you're at. Yeah. And she's like, and then event, you know, she's like, that's what you're going to do. She's like, so she's like, and I know a bunch of people like you. So what I wanted to do is get everybody together. I'm going to take everybody's phone. She's like, I'm taking care of the booze. I'm taking care of the food. I'm taking care of the music. She's like, it's going to be a great party. She's like, all you have to do is show up, have a good time, and refuse to be tethered to your phone. Honestly, I kind of like the idea. I thought you were going to hate it, and that's why I softened you with the dude, you've been pissy, so don't just hate on this just to hate on it. I kind of like the idea. I mean, like, I don't think it's always going to be, you can't do it every single party you have, um, but at the same time, like, especially for, like, a New Year's Eve party and with the mindset of going in there with everyone kind of agreed to this before they decided to do it. We all kind of got that, that 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 fear on you. Right. Like, we're in this right. together no. now. Like, oh my god, it's Survivor. What do we no. do? Like, it's Survivor holiday party. And, and I mean, like... I kind of like it. It opens up conversations all night for you, because how easy of an icebreaker is it? Like, god, dude, if I had my phone, I wouldn't even want to talk to you right now. You know what right. I mean? And then you make that joke, and she'd be like, oh my gosh, I haven't checked Instagram in two hours, and I'm freaking out over here. You've got instant icebreakers built now, in there. Like, I think this is great. I told her the only thing I don't love about it is that you chose an event-based evening. Like, where New Year's Eve feels like an event. Like, that you do kind of want to document. Like, this is where you were at the last part of the year and, like, Instagram pictures and this and that. I said, so what about that? And she said, okay, so what I thought about doing with that was is party starts at 9. Right. And at 12.30, I'll give you your phone. Bring a digital camera. Have a digital camera there. Yo, well, everyone said, can use this. Like, Well, you know what she said? She goes, what I was going to do was is do what people used to do at weddings. She goes, I was going to get a bunch of disposable cameras, awesome. leave them around the apartment, and I don't care who picks them up. I don't care who does what. All I ask is that you leave them in the apartment right. when the party's over that you don't take the camera with you. Right. I'll go get all the pictures done. Put them up online. I'll scan them. Nice. Well, there'll be an album. You'll be able to check them. And she was like, I think you should come to this party. Old school D-Picks, dude. I like it. And so I told her, I can't wait to think about how bad I want to come to this party and then <laughs> not go on New Year's Eve because that's who I ultimately am as a person. But I really like this idea. I do too, man. I uh, I 100% think this is a good idea. I think that... I can't believe a Canton bar hasn't done this yet because it's starting to get team in like New York and Vegas. My brother's saying to me now there's bars that like take your phone at the door so you people will talk to one another. Because again, bartenders have been saying and bar owners like, dude, the less people communicate with one another, the less buying of drinks that happens. Oh, yeah. And the faster you're in and out, they're not making the money they used to make. Yeah, you're not doing the rounds. You're not like, you know, you're not, hey, just found this guy hang out in the bar for an extra two hours. You know what I mean like that totally you know used to happen but now it's like nah dude all right I'm a little bit bored at the bar therefore I don't have I can just look at my Twitter and I don't have to talk to anybody and you know I'm just going home that happens that's 100% happens and again like she's she kind of hit me like because there's there's times where I'll like get out of my car and I'll go into like like the grocery store is a great example right right like I'll get out of my car and I'm like, damn it, I left my phone in the car. So now when I gotta wait behind three people in line checking out, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? It used to be you'd thumb through the rags there on the ra- I think, but now you don't do that. It's just like, ah, I'll just check Twitter or whatever. 
And so, like, when I don't have that and I don't have a way to kill five minutes like that, like, there's a little anxiety and freak out that happens. And I don't, that's, I don't like that. And this isn't necessarily over the line where it gets into, like, almost speed dating where it's like, well, no, we're going to do the, you know, you sit here for an hour and then in two hours no, no, no. I'm going to tell you to sit over here and then no. you have to go sit with someone else. No, she's it's like, just no, no rules. phones. There's it's just, just no phones. phones. So she's like, her That's feeling good. is is like, if I take that security blanket away from you, when conversation breaks down, what will happen is is like if you and I were at the party together, you and I are having a conversation, oh my god, we're running out of stuff to talk. Hey, have you ever met Sally? Right. And then next thing you know, right. now the conversation's got new blood in it. Because that's what the phone really does. Is that the moment something doesn't have the blood pumping from yeah. it, we go, well, give me this thing until the next thing that has life in it comes along. And so she, you know, she kind of felt like we're losing the ability to create that thing that has life in it and doesn't want to see it go away. And essentially she's just, you know, repeating everything she read on Pinterest, but there is, <laughs> but there is something to it. I, I like it. I do. I'm surprised you like, I like it. it. I would have thought for sure that somebody else making a decision for you that way would have bothered you. Eh, well, I'm walking into this party willingly. It's not like somebody's ripping that phone out of my hand saying, no, you can't use it. I mean, it's, I'm, if, I'm deciding to go to this. If you were still single, would a bar that catered to that, like, did it, like, there's diners that do it now. There's, like, breakfast places that do it. W- would that be all right with you? I don't need for it to be a breakfast place. You know what I mean? A party, a bar, a situation like that. I can make the argument if I'm eating alone, a little bit of news on my phone is probably not a bad idea. Yeah. And leave me alone. I'm sitting right. here eating a, you know, a Western omelet. This is supposed to be a 10-minute process, right. not two hours. Right. So right. breakfast place I get. Bar I could kind of understand. Yeah, and honestly, I would say like a bar that just did it for a night as a rundown. You're right. Why? I mean, Canton, why don't you get that done? Like, yeah, like, like a tech-free night, yeah. force people to kind of get around. I mean, imagine yeah. that. I mean, like if your bar is responsible for hookups and people are like, dude, I got to tell you, last time how, I went to Buzzman, I got late. How hard is it, though? Bro. How hard is Which, it, By the though? way, last time I went to Buzzman, I did get late. How hard is it for people to because here's the thing if you didn't necessarily if you weren't going to that bar or that party specifically and you just happen to be like all right hey do you let's swing in here really quick and then they're like no no phones dude f yourself she's, that's when i'm gonna be like Pfft. she's a little terrified that some of her friends are so young millennial-ish that she's worried that they're just gonna go no i'm not going to that party you know what I mean? Well, and she's worried to come New Year's Eve, it's going to be her and four people sitting there. She's terrified of it. But it goes back to you've got to invite idea. the right people, and they have to agree and have to be enthusiastic about the idea. It just can't be like, hey, I'm going to send out a mass message to everyone I right. know. It's got to be like specific. Well, she said, she's like, I'm trying to cultivate the guest list perfectly. Like and she said, like, she goes, I'm inviting six, she's like five, six people that you were at the top of my list. I was like, oh, Stansbury would find all of those people very interesting. You should go. And so I'm probably going to go at least check this out. You should go. Who knows? Be interesting. Phone-free New Year's Eve party. Apparently it's the new thing on Pinterest. I don't know. I don't Pinterest. Right? That's kind of one of those like those social media things where it's like, that's kind of female only, right? Eh, female only, and almost at this point, I don't think Pinterest is getting too much love anymore. I feel like it's kind of like, you know, three years ago, I feel like the world's kind of moved past Oh, it. is that right? I, th- I think. Oh, I, I see. Know. I find women still talk to me about it a lot, like they use it a lot, and I've never heard a man say he uses it ever. It's like one of those things. It seems to be very female-leaning. You know, like the new Star Wars movie. Like, men can't do it. Joking, kidding, relax, bloggers. You're going to be fine. Bad news for the Cleveland Browns, but I think ultimately it ends up being good news for you and I. I've been calling for this for a while. You guys listened and did it this year. I'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9.
Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up around 9.30, we'll get you hooked up with those charge tickets. That game's Friday night at the Civic Center. We'll get you hooked up. Dollar dog night right there. Get ready to do work. So I've been calling for this for a while now because I've said, if it ain't broke, no one's ever going to fix it. And while talking about the Cleveland Browns, I believe that to be true. What part of the problem was and why it's been so bad since 99 is they kept losing. They kept getting worse. And we kept going. The ticket sales remained good. The t-shirt sales were good. Like, we kept supporting it. So if you're at the charge of this thing, you're like, well, yeah, they don't win, but look at all this money. Right, right. There's no motivation to change it, okay? And I've said if you stop going to games, they'll start getting serious about making moves to change it. Because it's the only that's the only thing that they recognize is their money. It's the only thing that they value. Not the players, per se, but like ownership. It's the money. That's the reason to buy an NFL team, to own an NFL team, is to turn the profit. Now, look, they make so much money from the TV deal, it doesn't really matter. But you make a bunch of money at work, too. But if I took $50 out of your wallet, you're going to be pissed I did it. It's, um, it's like owning a casino where like you should be able to print money. Like That's one of those things you should own, and you should just be able to make that money. Um, but obviously the Cowboys are more profitable. The Packers are more profitable. Teams that win on a regular basis, the Patriots, you know, the Steelers, all those, all those football teams are going to be significantly right, more profitable than the Cleveland Browns are. So the Browns attendance this last year reached the lowest point it's been in 20 plus years. Wow. Well, of course. They say attendance for Sunday's loss to the Ravens was 56, just over 56,000. That's the lowest since the first home game after owner Art Modell announced the team was moving to Baltimore in 95. Man, there were wish- 56,000 people at the old stadium November 19th, 1995 to see Vinny Testaverde and the Browns take on Brett Favre and the Packers. Cleveland lost 20 to 31 that game. Favre was playing in 95, bro, right? Like, damn, yeah. dude. The Browns have two more chances to get a win. We have the, the Bears December 24th, and then the Steelers there on uh, the 31st. I, I don't think they win either one of those games. You, you have a better chance to beat Chicago, I think, than Pittsburgh. But of course. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. But again, I think this is one of the reasons why John Dorsey's here. I think, again... I think the Haslam's probably looked at this, right, all year and said, okay, well, dude, like, fans are getting, we're starting to hear it on social media, we're starting to hear it. Like, are they showing it to us? Are they not coming? And I think that was part of it, where it's like, dude, we got to do something because, like, we're losing people now. Like, legitimately, like, they're out. Yeah, I mean, 10 years ago, people were frustrated with the Browns sucking so bad. Now, I don't even think people are frustrated. I think people are just, like, like apathetic to it. People just don't care. No, you expect them to lose. It's that whole thing. Like, you it, you just expect it. But I think it's one of the reasons why they went out and got a GM. Because they were like, dude, win- players and wins put asses in seats. And we got to start doing that. Not even much. Like, you wouldn't even have to win very many games. You win four games, right. dude. This, this fan base is going to freak out. If you even get close to 500, if you end up 7-9, and nine, dude, people's Browns directions are just going to be raging. Now, dude. see, you bring up 7-9. and nine, and it is actually a perfect transition for what I want to talk to or talk about next, which is Mr. 7 and 9 or Mr. 9 and 7, depending on like where he is or whatever. But there's rumors now that Jeff Fisher is eyeing the Cleveland Browns job. Yikes. Guys, yikes. 
Like, what are you doing? You got to slow all the way down on this. The guy doesn't know that he shouldn't shave a mustache off in 2017. Let's start right there. That's decision-making right there. I know I'm making it a little too easy, but it's decision-making. And, bro, time to let that time to let that prison pee go. Time to let it go, right? So there's that. Okay? Also, he's just okay. Like, if that's the Hugh fix, like, if that's the we got to get Hugh out of here because we're going to get Jeff Fisher, I'm sorry, dude. That's not good enough. A record does not dictate who you are here. I mean, like, Jeff Fisher obviously has a much better record than Hugh Jackson. He does. But if we're going to try to fix it, then let's try to fix it. Like, I don't, I don't think Jeff Fisher is the guy. I think you have a team from this year. You can show me all the records all you want from 10 years. You can show me all the records you want. I'll give you the only stat that matters. I'll give you Jared Goff last year with Jeff Fisher versus this year with an offensive-minded head coach. What do you get? A night and day return. Night and day. Defense? Dude, Jeff Fisher knows the defensive side of the ball. The NFL doesn't care about defense anymore, bro. The league has changed. You need offensive geniuses dialing up plays. Jeff Fisher is a terrible idea. That is the old NFL guard. That's that's not what you want. The game is changing. They flipped it on its axis, and it's a completely different thing right now, and the game has gone by Jeff Fisher. We already have Jeff Fisher's number one defensive disciple on the roster. He's the defensive coordinator. We got that guy. We got that guy. Why would you go get Greg Williams a, a little bit better of a version of Greg Williams? If that's what you want to do, then just promote Greg Williams. Like, I just, and people are saying to me, oh my God, Hugh's so bad, you wouldn't take seven and nine? Of course I want seven and nine. Of course I want it more than what I've had the last two years. Of course that's true. But what I don't want to do is be locked into a three, four year deal, pay another coach money not to coach when we have to move off of him in two years, which we're going to. The game has gone by him. Look at the Rams. It's the same exact roster. They were like just okay. Their, their offense was anemic at best, couldn't get down the field. Everybody was starting to call Goff a bust. And what the Rams owner do go, well, just in case, there's coaches everywhere, just in case, let's make sure that this kid I drafted, what was it, first or second or whatever it was, let's make sure that it's not his fault. Sure enough, they go get an offensive head coach. Jared Goff looks like a world beater. I, I, I guess the, the argument here is that, like, well, no really good coach is going to want to come into this Browns organization. If Jeff Fisher is the best thing you have available to you, you know what I mean? Like, is that better than sticking with Hugh Jackson just because it's like, well, this is who we had? I think you stick with Hugh. I, I really do. I, I, I think over Jeff Fisher, I think you stick with Hugh Jackson. This is 15 years ago, and it's pound the rock and stop people from pounding the rock that I want Jeff Fisher. But that's not the NFL. You're going over the top. You guys like Andy Dalton are throwing for 5,000 yards in a season now. I mean, dude, average quarterbacks are putting up monster numbers. And it's because nobody plays defense. You're not allowed to play defense anymore. So what in the hell do I want a defensive maestro for? What for? They don't even value your side of the ball anymore. If you hit a guy even a little bit hard, they're talking about how you should be ejected. Nobody cares about that side of the ball anymore. It's been devalued. So why in the hell would I want the guy in charge to be from the side of the ball nobody wants anymore? That makes no sense to me. Now, maybe I'm making it too simplistic. There's an argument there. But I doubt it.
I mean, dude, everything I told you was going to happen with the Browns has, in fact, happened. It's all gone down. I think Jeff Fisher is a terrible idea, and I think Jared Goff's the only thing you need to see. They were calling him a bust, and now the kid's looking like he might end up at the Super Bowl. What happened? They changed the head coach. They changed the offensive scheme because they brought in a guy who was working in today's NFL, knows the game played today. Jeff Fisher's just the guy who can never really get it done. I'm sick of dudes who can't really get it done. Does he have a better record than you? Yeah. And if you want to do that just to get yourself to the point to where you don't have to trash the coach week in and week out, fine. To me, that's not enough of a fix. To me, that's taking the easy way out. What I was hoping is John Dorsey was going to have connections inside the league who could go get me a guy that was like, you know how sometimes you'll date up or sometimes you'll see your buddy who got married. He married way like my brother married way up. Right? It's very similar. The same thing. I was kind of hoping John Dorsey's connections would lead me to a coach that was way. Oh, like, dude, we're dating up. Finally, we're dating up, not dating down. But we'll see what happens. I just think Jeff Fisher is a big, for me, that's a big no-go. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9 Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com. Missed anything from uh, this morning or yesterday? You can podcast it there. Which, by the way, those numbers keep growing every month. We really do appreciate it. Which, by the way, a guy hit me up yesterday. He's like, yo, man, I'm listening to the podcast right now. He's like, I know you've been talking about, you know, eSports a lot lately. Because the University of Akron was like, you know, they're going to get an eSports team. Which is like video game teams and stuff. He's like, I don't think you realize how big this stuff is. So, like, he sent me, like, these links. And I guess, like, one of those, like, League of Legends tournaments sold out Madison Square Garden back-to-back nights. Yeah, I mean. Dude, the amount of artists that get played on Rock 106.9 that could not sell out Madison Square Garden is most. Vast majority Is most. Them. Majority. That's crazy. Um, I, uh, I know to the New World Order, dude. They have huge purses. Like, you can win tons of money if you're the team that, you know, I don't know, plays League of Legends or whatever the hell the best. Um, but, dude, I didn't know. I mean, selling out Madison Square Garden, that's damn impressive. That's, I mean, dude, that's huge. I mean, are the Knicks selling out Madison Square Garden on the regular basis? I, I would assume so. I would imagine when LeBron comes to town, yeah. Warriors come yeah. to town. Yeah, but as on an, any given night when they're playing the Bucks, probably not. Without Carmelo? Right. Like, I mean, imagine he was one of your biggest ticket sellers. Now, they got Kristaps Porzingis, and that you know that guy's going to be great and all that. But overall, I doubt that they're selling it out on a consistent basis. Um, buddy, we got uh, we got something dropped off here. What uh, what is that? We got some donuts. Linda brought those in, right? No, no, no. Yeah, oh. we did have some donuts. But tomorrow's actually our last day on the program. But some listeners dropped off a wrapped Christmas present for us, and it's addressed to you and I both. All right, a little Stansberry Show action right there. But it's one gift. Which well, is two weird. for one special. Why don't you give us something each? And I, you guys you guys yeah. can't give us each a present? And I don't know, and I don't I don't know what it is. I can definitely feel there's a frame on it. Alright. But it's from the Case Bolt family. <laughs> what if it's just a D pick? What if it's a frame? What D-pick? if it's a giant D pick? Oh god, that's awesome. As we're about to Facebook Live this on Rock 106.9's yeah. Facebook page. God, please be a frame deep. <laughs> Nothing could be better just than a, a giant, giant frame balls. Deep. Just balls. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so awesome. That would be great. So I, I don't know. I guess I, I mean, let's open it, right? All right yeah, 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 man. Let's All make right. this happen. Let's open it. 
All right, it's got got the frame there. It's from the Case Bolt family, so maybe not a deep. <laughs> maybe you don't get the whole family involved in that. I right? don't. Yeah, I don't, is that a business? I wonder. I do, I or do is not, that I is do not know? Is that a? I I don't know. Oh, dude, look at that. What do we got going on over here, buddy? That is really cool, dude. What a cool idea. Oh. Look at that. Awesome, dude. dude That's that really cool. Is, that is sweet. That's really cool. I wonder, we're not allowed to hang stuff in here because my boss always says, makes it look like a dorm room. Oh, dude, F that. We're but we're hanging this in here, here right? Yeah, 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 yeah. What is that? Is that like a bead thing? Uh, yeah, it kind of looks that way, but they made the show logo for those of you that can't see it. I'll Which end is up all put, of you. Uh, yeah, I'll, well, I mean, we are Facebook Live, but oh, I'll yeah. put it up at Instagram, dan.stansbury. It'll also be on my Twitter, at Stansbury Show. But this is super cool. They made the logo out of, yeah, it looks like, I don't know, is it like little plastic beads? Yeah, I've seen like, like that's like an arts and crafts project I've seen before. And uh, yeah, dude, that's absolutely awesome. As that, I was just talking really about is. Pinterest this morning. Yeah. Like, and there you go. There's probably a good example of that. No, there, there's a little note in here. Okay. Two little notes in here. Two little notes. Just wanted to say thank you for all the times you guys have given us tickets. Uh, we've won a bunch of times on the show. We get to spend uh, you know that time as family together. We have a blast every time we go to an event. Appreciative listeners are, are some of my favorite Man. thing in the world. Because normally it's like, well, where are they? Are they good? Are they good seats or whatever? So they go on to say, we have a bet, you know, we have a blast every time. You know, it's at least me and the wife and the kids do. And it, it makes it a point for all of us to have fun. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Paul Casbolt and family. The picture is made of about 6,000 perler beads. It took me about 14 hours Jeez. to make. Dedication to the game right 14 there. 14 hours to make that. And uh, both the kids actually sent us each, like a Christmas card each, a little you know, little drawing from the kids, little fridge stuff there. That was very nice of you guys. Absolutely heartwarming, that dude. That was really cool of you, man. Honestly, we got this present in Stansberry and I, the cynical dicks that we are. We're sitting here like, it's probably going to be something stupid. We're probably going to hate it. We should throw it away. Alright, I'm throwing you under the bus right <laughs> now. Right, okay, I'm going to throw Phantom of the bus. Okay. I said to him, I was like, dude, I was like, get the phone ready. We'll Facebook live it. And he goes, I don't know, dude. You sure you want to? What if it sucks? <laughs> it's like, what if you open it, dude, and you're miserable? Like, your grandma just gave you a sweater. Like, dude, look, grabs, socks and sweaters, grabs. Awesome. Like, he was all worried. Dude, was. you are a pessimist today. Even your Christmas <laughs> presents are going to suck. Fantone has just been like negative Nancy all day. Paul, thank you very much thank for you. that, thank man. You. Your whole family, man. That's awesome that was very awesome you have been a naysayer about something else okay 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 and we've got video proof now that you're wrong so you're gonna have to dial it back fantone we'll give you guys all that next on rock 106.9 the stansberry show guy knows how to party rock 106.9 rock 106.9 Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. One more time, I want to thank Paul Casebolt and the rest of his family. It's been about 14 hours, they say, making the show's logo out of like plastic beads, and they framed it up, sent it to the studio. It's now hanging proudly in our studio. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to see that yet, Facebook.com slash Sandsbury Show is one of the uh, social media outlets. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Sandsbury Show. That's my... Um, <clears throat> That's my Snapchat as well, at Sansbury Show. Now, my Instagram is different because somebody got into my Instagram and then, like, locked me back out and I couldn't get back into it. So I just started new. So that's the only one of my social medias that's not at Sansbury Show. That's my Instagram is dan.stansbury. I'm sorry. I know that's confusing. And all this stuff should be listed for you at wrqk.com. I've asked multiple times. We'll see if after the first of the year we can make that readily readily available so I can just point you there and you can grab it. Fantone can be found at Fantone. 
That's um, how you're found most places, right? I, I feel like I just signed up for a uh, a social media platform uh, that I just don't understand. You were talking about it earlier in the program, uh, Twitch. Is, uh, is something that I just downloaded onto my phone. And I'm not a video gamer, but the NBA G League has like a, a deal with them. So I was like, well, I should probably download this and see what it yeah. is. I'm, I'm confused about what I'm doing with this. I don't know. I don't know what this is. All I've ever seen people do is like stream video games or like watch people streaming video games on it. So I don't know how to like watch TV or like how to do any of that on okay. it. I downloaded the app on my phone last week, too. After the first of the year, a Twitch channel. Um, with my gaming obsession will be coming. Okay. It's been something the audience has been asking me for years, honestly, years about, and I've been lazy about it. And uh, so I'm going to give you what you want, and and, and we're, we're going to launch one of those. Stan's wearing his underwear playing video games. That's what you need. That's what you need. <laughs> but uh, and th- that is coming. Yeah, I got to figure this Twitch thing out. I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm okay. doing. Okay. Well, good. Just None. two old guys sitting around with their phones out, pretending like they're young. Did that actually send out a D pick? Did that actually? Yeah, I mean, God only knows what, what kind of <laughs> hijinks we'll get ourselves into. Into with that, buddy. I got bad news for you. I don't want it. <laughs> you have uh, bad enough, buddy. You have been a naysayer. Okay. Okay. And not now, not one, but two pieces of video released this past week from the government that people are claiming this pretty much proves, without a shadow of a doubt. That not only are there aliens okay. there, not <laughs> okay. only are there aliens, but they have actually reached us. They have reached Earth. Now, that's always been the hang-up for you. Yeah. Is that the travel, that that intelligent life may be there, but the, the, but the traveling between planets... Is not yet possible. Yeah, I, I I feel like not possible, period. I don't think it's a yet thing. I think that it's far too complex in the sense of you would have to have an infinite, sustainable power source. You would have to be able to combat the concept of light years, and I just don't necessarily think that's what's going to... I have always maintained that it would be egotistical for you and I to assume that we would understand their technology. And yet, you and other people laugh me off on that. I think physics still apply. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like that's it's it's not it's not I that I don't understand. It's not that I don't un- like. It's not that I can't grasp you know technology outside of what we have on on, on the planet Earth. Um, but physics still apply there, and I just don't see how they get around like deep space travel. I uh, I find, that's interesting. I, I because I think that they probably could do it. And so now up for your viewing pleasure, if you have not seen this yet, it was all over the news the last couple of days, but a UFO encounter with two U.S. Navy jets is is one of the videos. And dude, they got it like locked on the center of the screen looking at it. And they're both talking about it. And then they're both saying the wind is going 120 knots against them, against what the craft is. So they're basically saying the movement that this, that this craft is making is impossible by anything that they've ever seen. And then they say, if you actually look off to the left of the camera and their camera's like, it's not wide angle lens enough, but there's, a f- actually you see it right there. They say there's a fleet of them above to the left and sure enough, you see more than one there. And so there's one video there. That one's about 53 seconds long. And again, man, I can't tell you what that is. And that doesn't look like any flying thing we know of. Doctored, photoshopped, edited. Oh, come on. This was released by the government. By, by, by which government agency is this? What, who is this that's saying this? Wasn't it, I mean, it was a guy that worked for, um, 
It, oh God, I wish I had the article pulled up in front of me right now. All I have is the videos at WRQK.com. Now, is this a but, guy that used to work for the government, or is this like officially NASA saying, hey, here's this video, we don't know no, what the No, it, it was somebody who's no longer working for the so, department. I, you know what I mean? Like, which one's more likely in my in my mind right now? Doctor? Doctored, doctored video and, like, you know, edited and, 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 and dramatic music and voices put in there, or aliens that travel okay. to the Earth? So now, the second video in this post is official USG footage brought to you exclusively by the Stars Academy. Academy of Arts and Science. Okay? They say here that they have the second of three U.S. military videos of an unidentified aerial phenomenon, UAP, that has been throughout through the official USG declassification review process and has been approved for public release. Okay? It is the only official footage that has been released that was taken during the 2004 Nimitz incident and has a chain of custody documentation to ensure preservation of its original condition. Basically saying, dude, this has not been fooled with. We have this. I want you to I want you to Google the stars or to the stars in Academy. I want you to go check their website out and tell me you still view them as a reliable source of information. Is that right? Dude, this is one I, it, this is the blink lead singer of Blink 182 is the mind behind all of this, dude. I'm not buying it. I'm not. So Again, dude, you hear the pilot say in the video, though. And when asked after the flight, what was that? His The only way he describes it is that was not of this earth. So how is it possible that the pilot who's looking out the, the, like, the windshield of the plane is telling you that this thing is not of this world where you still say no way can't be this this pilot it, there, it, I I know nothing of this pilot his integrity or anything like that how do I know this dude isn't just lying I, I don't know this guy I don't know all right I am willing I I am willing to agree or I'm willing to you know to admit that lying could definitely come into or this. being wrong dudes are wrong all the time like, I don't know dude I mean he's looking right at it. And you also can't explain why the thing's deadlock center and then out of nowhere it skyrockets, not up, down, but straight to the left out of the screen. Because I think it's edited footage. I mean, I can't explain why Optimus Prime jumps out of from a, from a truck into a robot and back into a truck and Transformers, but it's because I know it's not real. I don't buy it. Like, Americans freaked out because they found out that, like, they, like the government was spending money to search for aliens. God, dude, if this turns out... Now, listen, if, if I'm wrong tomorrow... And Why I'll, would we not want the government to spend money on that? Well, yeah, I mean, that seems a very reasonable... Now... Are you are you throwing money at a problem that doesn't exist? Well, why are we calling it a problem? Exploration's good. It's what it's what the human spirit's built on. We came out of the caves. How, we conquered fire. How much money should we send up into the sky then? Like, a lot. I, I mean, so, so so like the deficit be damned. Like we're spending a hundred. The deficit is the deficit, dude. The deficit's always going to be the deficit. Show me a time on record when the deficit hasn't been there. We're never getting the deficit in line. I don't care what any douchebag in a tie on Capitol Hill tells you. It's never getting in line, and it's a great vast space that we don't understand and it's our job to understand things this is what being the world leader is it's our job to find out what's out there and i think it's egotistical to think that we are the only intelligent life in the system that's crazy i I don't think that i don't and i think that honestly it would also be a little bit egotistical to assume that we would understand the technology I'm not saying definitively we have been visited, 
But you start looking at videos like this, man, and it starts to become easy and easier to believe. And I think something is out there. And I want to know what it is. And yeah, I want the government spending money on it. Because honestly, where's the next great threat going to come from? There, probably. As what? We want to start to, we want to start to colonize other planets. What do you think is going to happen? If there's a danger out there, we need to know. So when I saw people like bitching, oh my god, the government's going to spend money on this. Of course, that's their job. Exploration is part of the human spirit. It's part of who we are. It's who we it's who it's in the fabric of being a human being, being an explorer. What's next? What's the next great feat? That's what we're supposed to do. I'm perfectly okay with them spending money on this. And I think that there's a better than average chance that they know it's out there, they know it's real, but they're worried about the reaction of the public and what happens. Because you start throwing all kinds... Because I said to Fantone the other day, I said, you really think it throws a monkey wrench into the human being today? Of course. Of and, course And does. I thought no, but then you started saying, it was like, dude, it threatens religion, it threatens all kind of stuff that people are going to freak out. So of course, if it's real, they're not going to tell you. If, if, if aliens are real... Why aren't vampires real? Why aren't mermaids real? Why isn't time travel real? You know what I'm saying? At that point, you have totally thrown... All reality gets spun right there. If if there's definitive proof that aliens are visiting the, the planet. Hell, even if there's definitive proof that aliens exist, you are throwing things into a total, total, like, tailspin. I have always maintained that enough unsolved mystery is in this world that I could never really rule anything out. I don't think there's vampires. Okay, I don't like. I don't think there is. Say I, it. Say you believe in I vampires. I don't think. I don't believe in vampires. I don't. But there's enough. Like, how come we can never explain this, or we can never explain this, or this person goes uncaught, or this, and all this stuff? There's enough unexplained stuff to where I'm like, well, maybe. Well, maybe. Maybe mermaids are real. Who knows? Nah, I feel confident on the mermaids. Uh, maybe they're deep down in there, dude. You don't know the deep ocean. Okay. Well, again. I think that the deep ocean is something else that we need to be throwing more money at. I'm telling you, dude, aliens are a thing. <laughs> Why is it so crazy to think that? Because believing stuff without evidence to me always kind of seems a little crazy. And that, that applies to aliens, faith, that, that applies okay. to a lot. Oh, I would agree. But there's a difference between... Totally believing and calling other people like you're insane or you're naive to think that that's not versus leaving the possibility open. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying anyone's insane. I'm not saying they're naive. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying uh, I, you're kind of implying that people are are idiotic if they believe I, in aliens. I, I don't buy into it. I will 100 percent say that. And I, I I I don't think people are idiotic for believing in religion. I just don't buy into it. So no intelligent life traveling to Earth. Not no intelligent life so, exists. So intelligent life is there, uh -huh. cannot travel here. Uh-huh. That's okay. what I think. That is a decent compromise. That's a decent compromise. However, I think if they're there, they can probably move around. Can they move around space? They can't get here? So are they hopping planets? Like you, they can go from Jakku to Tatooine, they just can't get here. Planet to planet within your own solar system, that's different. We can go to Mars. That's not deep space travel. Right. So that's where you think that's, the hang up that's is. That's where I get caught up. Right, that may be a decent that may be a decent compromise. I don't know, man. Those videos, watch them for yourself. They're online at WRQK.com. It looks pretty compelling to me. But maybe I just dude, I want dude, I'm older. I want to believe, man. So it turns out Santa 
might not be coming to town, and even if Uh-oh. he does, he's bringing a lot less presents with him this year. Uh-oh. I'll explain next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show, Rock 1069. Around 9.30, we get choked up with those charge tickets. That game's Friday night. Civic Center. Also, Dollar Dog Night. I'm going to have to swing by that one myself. Canton Charge, man, picked up a huge victory yesterday. They had a day game. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, Gerald Beverly, shout out to him. His first ever game winner in his career. Uh, and I know they fought back. I think they were down by like 15 points in the fourth quarter. Made a big, uh, made a big surge. Ended up with the victory yesterday. Hashtag charge up, baby. That's yeah, good to see. So we'll get you hooked up at their uh, their next home game, which will be Friday. I saw this yesterday online. And at first I was like, oh, what are you talking about? You can't do that. And then I thought about it for a little while. And I was like, oh, well, maybe you can do that. I mean, it's a you know, decent point. And a few hours later, I was like, nah, wait a minute. That's not right. Now, you know, I mean, now, now, now we're affecting my family because of your family. And uh, you can't do that. And ultimately, then I had to like separate myself completely from it because I don't have kids. I don't have to think about this at all, right? right? And raising kids will be very difficult. It's touch and go. There's no handbook. And everybody wants to judge you for how you're doing it, but there's very, uh, very unlikely they're doing it any better than you are, right? Most cases, I would guess probably not. Are they doing it that much better than you? But this was actually shared by a woman who listens to the program a lot. And uh, her and I will message back and forth, you know, now and again. And I saw her post this, which made me go, okay, well, she's normally decent, has got kids, listens. So maybe she's right on this. But ultimately, the more I, the more I think about it, the less I like it. And I just, I'm just not sure this is the way this should be. So the post goes like this. And now it should be pointed out she didn't write it. She was just sharing a post she found. Okay. Okay says, I cannot stress this enough. Stop telling kids. I'm sorry. Stop telling your Santa aged kids that their iPads, iPhones, and $200 toys are from Santa. Some families can't afford gifts like that. Little kids wonder why they got socks or a coat or hand-me-down toys from Santa and other kids got an iPad. This is the second year in a row I've had a parent crying, telling me that their kid asked if they weren't good enough or if Santa didn't like them as much, and it breaks my heart for the parents and the kids. So take credit for the gift. Santa didn't buy that iPad. Mommy did. Daddy did. Leave the less expensive gifts from Santa. Be blessed you can afford what others cannot. So... We've gotten to the point now where I have to take the wonderment of Santa away from my kid because somebody else didn't reach high enough in their life to reach for more out of their life, to reach deep down and pull out the best of themselves. I now have to change Christmas in my house. Is people, are all people who are in financial hard times, are they all... Un, un, uh, hard, not hard work. Let's I say mean, they're not. Why I mean, is it my job to raise their kid? Not your job to. And I don't think anybody's saying like, "Yo, this needs to be law." I think maybe if they wouldn't have worded it so strongly, maybe because I, mean, I think the point's there. I, get I don't what think you're the, saying. I don't think the point is there at all. I'm not changing the wonderment of Christmas for my kid because you didn't do this. 
Yes, certain times life throws curveballs at you. As a matter of fact, there's a company here in Canton that just laid 350 people off work like the week before Christmas. You didn't see that coming, right? So that, that one's not on you. But let's not pretend that a lot of people who are out there bitching about what they don't have aren't responsible for the fact that they don't have it. Sometimes people just don't want to reach for more. And that's fine, but then you don't get to tell me not to do this for with my kid. And then now I have to ruin the wonderment of Santa, this, this, this time-honored tradition in this country, because of what somebody else doesn't have. You know, he took me to his workshop. I don't get that. Why can't it just be Santa left him here? So now I got to take my nine-year-old and, 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 and like harden him to the world? Is that hardening him to the world? I mean, a little bit, right? There's part of what part of the reason why you love the lie of Santa is that it helps keep your kids young, and it help and it helps keep that Santa still isn't a a a magical thing if if he's not giving you an Xbox if he just gives you like toys. Um, do kids? Dude, we're talking about kids, not adults. So yes, of course, kids are going to have a skewed version of what Christmas really is. No matter what you teach them, no matter how many church plays. Dude, my dad was a minister. I got taken to church uh, every Christmas Eve, every Christmas Day. As a matter of fact, I tell you guys all the time, twice on Sunday, once on Wednesday. Had more church than most of you. You know what Christmas was about for me as a kid still? Double Dragon, whatever was coming out on Nintendo. Because welcome to being a kid. You're not ready for adult thought yet. Isn't there something about keeping my kids little and keeping that, 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 that special thing? This is the reason why you guys have kids, right? For these special moments. And now legitimate snowflakes want you to have to change your Christmas over this. And again, I will go back with this the way I do everything else. You can't reach out to me and tell me how hard it is to talk to your kids. I'm always going to go back to this. If you didn't realize tough conversations were coming with parenthood, then you shouldn't have had the kids. All you do in that moment is, is, is scream to me how wildly unprepared for what it is you got yourself into. You weren't prepared then. So looking at it from the kid's perspective as opposed to the adult's perspective, should the kid just be like, well, I guess maybe Santa, maybe I wasn't that good this year. Maybe Santa doesn't like me as much. I, I don't know how you handle that. I don't know how you handle that. But you don't handle it by telling me I, I shouldn't be giving my kids stuff from Santa Claus. And that if I wanted to keep my kids young and fresh behind the ears and all that for as long as I possibly want, for as long as they'll take it, any parent will tell you that it starts to change in their house when the kid stops believing in Santa Claus. Like when that starts to happen, it's like, well, the kind of like the magical part of being a kid is over. You go find any parent whose kid is freshly out of that, and they're going to tell you that they wish they could go back. I get it. It's a nice idea. But this kind of mentality is like sweeping through social media as now we're going to shame people for buying their kid an iPad. You have got to not allow other people to make you feel guilty over the fact that you have been successful in your life. Success and profits are not dirty words. It used to be, dude, this is what you work so hard for. But now you work hard, you achieve things, and it's like, well, do you really need that house? I mean, you're probably shaming like the housing unfortunate. No, I'm reaching for more of me. And I'm celebrating that. 
I don't know what you tell your kid. That's why that conversation is taking place in your house. It's not my job to have that uncomfortable conversation with your kid. You didn't stop at CVS to buy condoms. You have the conversation. Deal? It'll be Santa and my gifts at my house for my kid and you in the tough conversation at your house. Never shall the two meet. I want to keep my kid naive to the world as long as humanly possible. And I don't know why that that's not okay. Santa brought it. That's the way it works. More Stansberry Show and charge tickets next. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com. If you missed anything this morning, podcast it at WRQK.com shortly after 10 a.m. Uh, one of the things you may have missed was me splitting the audience right down the middle in that last piece of content we had where there's this thing floating around social media right now that tells you that what you should do is take all the big things you're going to buy your kids, like the high ticket items and like right on the tag, that's from mom and dad. That way kids who don't get as much stuff from Christmas don't think Santa's given them a Blu-ray player and you a Blu-ray player and them like, you know, shoelaces. And that dude, there's a nice sentiment in there. I'm not knocking that. There is a nice sentiment in there. I just think it's weird for other people to tell me when to, to you know to tell me when I'm going to change the wonderment of the holiday of Christmas for my children. I think that's strange. I do, but it's but surprise. I'm not surprised at all. I knew that this would. I knew this would isolate some people. And uh, you know, I'll give you some fan reaction. They said, you know, the big gift is always from us, and everything has always been from Santa. It's just what we do. There's no real reason for it. And then Lee writes in and says, dude, I'm getting my girlfriend's son a huge gift, and we're taking credit for it because I think he should know that we worked hard for that nice thing he has. Fair. And Santa gets the little stuff. Now, Lee, I can be honest with you. There's a solid argument in that, okay? I can't knock that. But I'm just, like, maybe I'm making this too personal, but I'll, but I'll walk you through my life. It's kind of how I do that, I, you know, to bring it down on a human level so everybody can relate. But my parents allowed my brother and I to believe in, in Santa, and Santa brought us all the things, right? But then what happened in my life, much like everybody else, I grew up and I started to figure out the real system going down. And now as I sit here as a grown man, I start when I look back on Christmases and I start to think about all the things I got, it makes me think like, oh, I still realize now my parents did it. And I still now understand as an adult grown man, the sacrifice that went on in my father's household and my mother's household to go without so they could buy me the G.I. Joe thing I wanted. I still have that. I still have that. And yet I was allowed to keep the wonderment of Christmas for as long as humanly possible. Now, my brother ruined it one Christmas and told me, and my parents have still, honestly, my mom to this day has still never forgiven him. But I don't think there's, I, I don't get this. Like, if you want to do this, I'm fine with it. I'm not going to call you a sissy or be like, oh my God, you're ruining Christmas. I do. There is no war on Christmas and I'm not about to start one. But, dude, don't tell me that I should do this because somebody else is going to have a hard time explaining the idea of gift-giving to their kid. I, I, I mean, I guess, you know, like I said, is that maybe if this was worded differently, it, 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 the presentation of the idea, it's like, well, okay, like, I get that. And if you want to do that, do that. I mean, nobody's proposing this to be law. You know what I mean? Like, No, I just think there, there's a little, this is a little judgy from that side. And there's a little, like, there's a little bit of, like, look, we're better people than you because we thought of this before you did. And that kind of stuff just pisses me off on social media. Because that's the only place where you're so, this good. So is it less about this idea and more about, like, the people behind it? Because both. It's both. Why do you got to always look for the thing? It's annoying. 
It doesn't have to be, dude, this is, like, quit trying to judge me because you feel like you came to this idea before me. I mean, nowhere in there does it say, like, you're a terrible person if you don't do this. The judgment is implied, Fantone. You know the judgment's implied. Otherwise, what's the point to write it? To make kids' lives better? To make kids feel more loved? I don't buy that. To to help help poor kids feel the wonderment of Christmas? I, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. I'm sorry. And I've given to toy drives. I've done that. What are they telling those kids? Are they sending them? A, dude, so let me get this straight. So for the poor kids, for all the toys I donated, which, by the way, this year was hundreds of dollars. And so, dude, in that in that card, does that kid get that card telling them that it was me that did it? No. They're telling them Santa brought it. Are they? Yeah. Nobody took my information down. No, I'm saying, or does it come from, like, nobody? Does it come from, like, hey, this is from this is from the Be A Better Me well, Foundation? Lamar Sharp will know. He'll tell you. I bet it says Santa on them tags, right? I'd bet my life it says Santa on the tags. I'd bet my life on it. Of course it does. Because welcome to Christmas. That's Christmas. You can do this if you want. Like, this woman's telling me here, like, this is a perfect example. Like, the TV's from you... But the video game's from Santa. Well, fine. That's this year, though, sweetheart. What happens next year is anything under $25 should really be Santa and Santa it because this person doesn't have this. You give an inch, it'll be six miles next year. And I'm tired of this mentality over the last two years where if you make money in this country, you must be evil. There's nothing wrong with turning a profit. CEOs should make money. People who work hard should make money. Profits and success are not filthy, dirty swear words the way Twitter's trying to make them over the last few years. And it's starting to get annoying. I get it. There's a nice sentiment in here. But just the passing around and the judgment and the look, we came to this idea before you did, and it's because we're better. And you know that's why it's being shared around. You know it is. It's just nuts. I want to be able to run Christmas in my house the way I want it to run. And you don't get to tell me how I do that with my kid. Over because of the conversations you're going to have to have with yours. Do I get to come over to your house tomorrow night and tell your kid what he gets to watch on television? No, because I'm not your kid's parent. Right? That's, that's me raising your kids for you, which you wouldn't want me to do. That would annoy you. What if I just picked your kids up from school tomorrow and drove them home? That Okay. I'm raising your kids for you. You happy? If you think about it, at the end of the day, I saved you a trip, saved you some gas money. Maybe then you could put your, maybe then you could put Santa's name on the tag of the thing you bought your kid. But no, of course not. That would be insane. And so is this on some level. It's crazy. I look back on my life, and as a matter of fact, I did it today, driving into work. I was reflecting on Christmas, and I thought about the year my my parents got me the GI Joe plane. Like that, I forget what it was called, but the big plane, it took like four hours to put the thing together. It said Santa on the tag. But as a 40-year-old man, I know my parents bought it. And knowing what the price of that thing was, and the year that was, and the kind of money my dad made, I still to this day think about that. About the sacrifice that went into that. Now you could make the argument that maybe putting your parents' name on the tag starts that process earlier. Fine. Again, Lee wrote that in, and I gotta tell you, I don't hate the argument. I'm not telling you you got to write Santa on your tags. I'm telling other people who are telling me I should do this because I have to think about somebody else. It's crazy. I'm running Christmas in my house my way. You run it in your house your way. We'll give you those charge tickets next on Rock 106. 106.9.
Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Wow. I, uh, I can't tell you. I, I, I knew all week that Wednesday would be the longest show of the day. Or, or the week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because tomorrow's our last show. You think that would be it, but it's like, nah, dude, the Christmas party's tomorrow. You kind of know it's your last one before vacation. It'll be like top 10 list of like what happened this year, like all that kind of stuff. So we'll blow through it. It'll, tomorrow's show will be easy. We'll be loose. And I knew like the rest of the week would be all right, but Wednesday was going to feel like the, geez, we got to uh, get this thing uphill. Now, I felt like the show was good today, Yeah, but it it did it did not go by as fast as I would have hoped. I mean, Stansberry and I are very, very lucky in the sense of Job's easy. usually, well, it's super easy, and usually our job goes by pretty quick. Um, I always view it, and, and this is something I've heard before, that when you're in the zone, and not everybody gets there, but when you're in a level professionally where you're doing something good, time kind of like stops existing. And yeah. most times on the show, it's like, damn, dude, this is over already? I can't believe that's over. Right. Today, I'm just hitting my head up against the wall like, well, oh my god. Again, dude, like, what'd you get? Four hours of sleep last night? Not even, dude. I mean, you know, I, I got out of the Christmas bar. By the time I left there, it was probably 12, 1230. And by the time I got home, it's like you don't just pass out. It takes you a little bit of time. Oh, no. You know? Like, people think that because you know you bartend, you get out late at night that you're just going to go to bed. Actually, the opposite Wind is down. true. Yeah, you get home and like you're, you're, you're kind of wound up and ready to go. Eating $7 worth of McDonald's and like oh. just trying to shove it down my mouth as quickly as possible because I want to go lay down. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I'm just like. I don't know. Bro, you want to lay down? Take a nap. Dude, you should have ordered what I got last night, dude. What is that? Get a large pepperoni from Napoli's. You'll lay right down. That's what I got yesterday. Because here's the thing. Like, I'm leaving Friday to go to Vegas, which I... Luckily, I have somebody staying in my apartment. Otherwise, I'd just be telling everybody, like, hey, nobody's going to be there. But I have a house guest that's going to stay and, like, watch my place. But... I'm leaving on Friday, so what I don't want to do is go grocery shopping, right? Because, like, dude, if you don't eat stuff, then, you know, you go right. away for a week, and then I'm going to come home and I have to throw a bunch of food out, and I don't right. want that. So I hadn't gone shopping in a while, so now it's just been, like, fast food and pizza and soda. And, bro, I got dressed this morning, and because my laundry service lost two pairs of my jeans, like, I, you know I mean? I got, like, the pair I'm wearing right now. Yeah, those are not the ones you feel comfortable in, I'm sure. No, they're not my favorite. And then, dude, I ate so much over the last few days. Like, when I got dressed this morning, I was like, oh... Bro, you are just one big chub. Just chub. <laughs> just just massive. Just cased meat, shoved in cotton. <laughs> it's not. Dude, it's bad. It's bad. Like, I feel, uh, you know what I mean? Like, dude, it, it, that's not sweat. I think it's grease. I mean, obviously, you're going out to Vegas, so this is not going to be, like, the week where you shut it down. I mean, is this going to be, like, a yo, 2018, new year, new no. me? Uh, ah. Dude, I don't want to be one of those. <laughs> You know, people, but yeah, maybe, but no, can't do it in Vegas. No, because all no, the no, eating, no. do you get Jack in the box in Vegas, which we don't have here? Oh, is, buddy, dude, in and out. Is your brother going to call you fat? Is he, is he going to, is he going to be like, yo, well, my brother's fat. heavier than I am. Well, yeah, but he's still going to call you. He knows that you're going to like, you know, react yeah. to it. I'm sure after listening to the podcast, he will. <laughs> all right. I'll take stories. I shouldn't tell for a hundred, Alex. <laughs> so like when I was a kid, I, I mean, I, I, I've suffered with weight issues my entire life. Right. Like, my entire life. Now, you were chubby little Stansberry, you yes. know, and, 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 you know, the fat cheeks and the fat thighs, but your brother was like an all-star athlete, probably pretty buff, probably, you know. Still holds a couple of Twinsburg okay, records right. for football, played sure. college football, bas- ba- sure, basketball, sure. you know, I mean, Division three, but, I mean, he played. Sure. Right? No, that's all good stuff right there. So I Multiple was... college sports, the whole thing. Okay. was You know, was looked at by the Cincinnati Reds, like, my brother's an athlete, or once upon a time was, like, a really good athlete, Right. And so, yes, it was my entire life they would just tease me. He and my cousins who lived across the street from me would just tease me about being fat. And when we were growing up, the big movie of the day was The Goonies. That was like yeah. the big movie of the day. Of course. And I, I bore 
a a unfortunate resemblance to Chunk. And you, you got to think back then too, in like 1988 or whatever this was. Um, and not everyone was so fat. Where nowadays it's like, well, yeah, I'm fat, but everyone's fat. Like, you, thanks, like, Dick. I was were, the only one. You were, you were, you were, you were like the one out of 20 kids that was fat. Now it's like, you know, it's probably like five out of 10 kids are fat. So yeah, you really stuck out at that point. So occasionally, what they would do is like, if I was getting dressed. Or if I happen to be in the shower, anytime they might be able to catch me shirtless. They would like rustle me to the ground, throw me out in the front yard, <laughs> and lock the front door. And like would lock all the doors of the house and wouldn't let me back in. <laughs> They'd be looking, they'd pull the curtains back from the front window of the house. Why am I laughing? And they would like pull the curtain back, and you just see my brother and his 1987 mullet and a bush light can in his hand go, We're not letting the in until you do it. Not until you do it. And they would make me, what was it called? The truffle shovel. Yeah. And I'd have to be out there shaking fat rolls in there until they'd let me come back in the goddamn house. Dude, what a dick. David, if you're listening to the podcast, please, oh. please Facebook Live that if you do it in I Vegas. Am, uh, Just dude, send him out there. Out no, Vegas. see, dude, my brother's such a dick. Like, because again, he's seven years older than I am, so much stronger, bigger, all that stuff. Like, to this day, dude, he'll still take his hand and put it on my forehead and watch me, like, try to, like, punch <laughs> at him. He'll instigate that. Like, I, I told somebody the other day, they're like, what do you think he's going to do? And one of his favorite moves is there's this restaurant. It's like, I forget what it's called, but he loves it. And it's like right around the corner from his house, right? And he lives in North Vegas. And so, like, it's like a mile away from where he lives. And routinely, when we go to dinner there, like, I'll go to the bathroom, I'll come out, my brother will have left, paid the check and left, (laughs) and he'll make me walk a mile home, right? And then I'll get home after walking, like, a mile in, like, North Vegas, which isn't great, and I'll walk, like, a mile, and I'll get there, and he'll be like, well, dude, you see how much you ate? You needed to do it. You're fat. Look at I'm like, David, you outweigh me by 50 pounds. Who cares? You're fat, though. Like, that's his, like, old thing. So, yeah, buddy, I had to do the truffle shuffle to get Funny back stuff. into my house. Good stuff. Right yeah, there. my dad took away my house key. Like, everything. That was like that was like the only way I was allowed to back in the house. My dad even thought it was funny. It was miserable. We have uh, Canton Charge tickets for you. That game's Friday night at the Civic Center. Let's send caller 17 right now, 1-800-243-7625 on those. Aside from that, be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great day. See you. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it. I love it. Rock. 106.9.